Hello and welcome to Funny Looking Pod. My name is Pete and I've been joined by my good friend Gav. Hello, Gav. Hello, Pete. Why don't you tell the lovely listeners what Funny Looking is? Funny Looking is a podcast that actively looks and searches for the funny. We don't review, we celebrate. We find the comedy that is the uh, the fine wine equivalent and we want to share our enthusiasm. What did I? What did you say before we started recording that I've introduced you to? Just a load of nutters, but funny nutters. And it's been wonderful. And you, it's just about getting out there, going to see some new stuff, stuff you might have heard of, but you want to get back into, or just some just random stuff and taking a chance. And that's it's just a really exciting thing to go and do, is to go out and see live comedy. And we culminate that with Comedy Christmas. Which is the McCunfleth Comedy Festival. Uh, it's our second year of, of visiting the amazing festival in mid-Wales. And this whole podcast is about our experience of who we've seen and you will just learn what a wonderful, wonderful time it is and you will hear how broken we are by the end of it. (laughs) The slow deterioration in our voices, like yours now, Paulie Pete. All of this recorded in McCuntleth. Two fantastic interviews with two wonderful people, Teresa Coyne and Mark Silcox, who we insist you follow, and and a little bit of an over-focus on Gittins again. Apologies. Here is our MacFest. There's a low petrol thrum of the generator in the background, if you can hear it. That's the sound of the generator powering the showers and toilet block here at the Cuntleth Camping Ground. Describe where we're sat. I'm just taken aback by your introduction. That was beautiful. We are sat... Amongst a camper van. The chemical blue toilet flush of a Welsh toilet block. Showers are warm. Toilet seats are hard. Disinfectant stings the nostrils. <laughs> We're sat in a camper van. Bertha. Bertha the camper van. My yeah. home. Welcome to my temporary home. It's lovely here, Gav. Thanks for inviting us oh, to your... Uh... Ev- everybody is welcome in here. Well-stocked fridge. Yeah. Bit of a, a bit of lot of admin involved in camping last night. I had to get uh, these sofas and turn them into a double bed. A lot of admin uh, tonight. I will be single bedding it. I was. I just couldn't cope with it. How's the Mac Festival going for you? Lovely, thanks. B and B. In a B and B. Don't you worry about that. All right. As per. Not as lovely as last year's B and B, but less sort of FaceTime needed with the proprietor. Uh, who who listens to the podcast? Um. I don't know that. I you're very, want, I you're just, very welcome. I just wanted to see the worried <laughs> face. On, uh, wor- Pete's worried face. Comedy, 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 comedy. Uh, right, what, what, what we see last night, last night, after our jaunt, beautiful jaunt across the Welsh hills, um, what did you see yesterday? The first thing we saw, we all saw together, was Nick Helm. Nick Helm. Masterworks in progress. He is bonkers. He is bonkers, and he's doing eight hours over the weekend. In preparation for his series. Which sure will be wonderful. I think we, we saw the very first one, and it was obviously... Um, that uh, there were some technical problems, yes, and it was very, very funny. Uh, but you could see there's a lot of work to go. <laughs> <laughs> you could see the panic in the man's eyes. Yeah, but yeah. lots of nice ideas. Yeah, lots of lovely ideas. I think the thing he's got to work through is how he does the amazing performance on the screen because he's such a visual, incredible person to be around. Bang, 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 bang. And how that comes across in TV is going to be a tricky yeah. thing. But he's got the he's got the talent. That's what's seen an uncle. So, oh, we love Nick. 
Elm. Everyone loves Nick Elm. He's rather dreamy to lots and lots of ladies love, really love. He's got lovely eyes, that's why. Is he? Want to talk any more about that? No. <laughs> uh, I went off to see um, Arthur Smith, friend of the show, uh, and his beautiful Leonard Cohen piece, which I'd only heard on radio and not managed to see. I found it very funny. There's a couple of a uh, couple of couple of big gag moments, but beautiful songs, uh, lovely backing singers, uh, and very moving. And was there a naked? naked there man? was. There was a yes. Yeah, there was. A, there was. Um, yeah, there was dancing, a da- da- naked man dancing. Yes. Yeah. Why not? Good. Why not? If you and uh, yeah, I had to help find. I found a naked man. I approached a naked man. He wasn't him, naked. Asked, no, he wasn't. I asked the man if he would go naked. He agreed. Unfortunately, they'd already found another naked man. Uh, but you know, it's a skill I've got, and I put that on my CV. Need a man to dance naked in your show? Gabshi man. Gabshi man. Six hours it took you. Beautiful work. Yeah. Um, and then we all went to the. We went to see Challenged. Ah, Challenged. Ryan Gittins. Quiz show. Terrible quiz. Wonderful time. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they can put on their posters for Edinburgh. Um, Absolutely bonkers. We're going to see it again on Sunday night. You're coming too. I'm coming to that. So we'll do a big round-up of that. Can't get enough of Brian Gittins. Seems like it. A lovely man. Yeah. Then we went to the showcase. Where the Gittins headlined, but that was a bit bit overkill, to be honest. So the showcase started at half past ten. And we got out at half past two. Yeah. I left halfway. Um, I can't seem to get through the showcase. The second showcase, you failed to reach the end. It is an endurance comedy There test. was a half an hour in the middle for a bit of a break. Yeah, we, um, all, we all needed a break. But it was 19 comedians. It was fantastic. Bam, 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 bam. Laugh, 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 laugh. Oh, I'm so bored of laughing really halfway through. <laughs> it was tiring. Oh. No, it was really good just to see people you'd never seen before, which is what this, this festival seems to be about see people for 10 minutes. So who did you see um, that you liked from the showcase? Some people who you hadn't seen before. Um, I really enjoyed Phil Wang. Yeah. Student comedian of the year, I think, a few years ago. Finn Taylor. Finn Taylor was excellent. Uh, I thought Nish Kumar's stuff was absolutely brilliant. His new show sounds like it's going to be a real... Yeah. Charming, 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 lovely. Yeah. And David Elms on the guitar, he just came in very gentle and sang a song with her. And it was just, uh, for me, it was very, it was just a nice change there. Mm. Uh, and then, then it's obviously some of the, some of the big hitters came in. Uh, Joe Lysett did a fantastic uh, off the cuff. I can't believe I'm getting away with this five minutes like he did last year, <laughs> and it was a lovely thing to see. Uh, and then it was a bit of a late night. Um, right, right. So this morning, what have you done? Where have you been? No, let me start. You lightweight, because I was up. <clears throat> I was in bed till about today, and I I was sat outside. The main building, the choo, E-class, choo. waiting to get a coach to get a train to go on a very, like one of those Mac, beautiful Mac moments, which is you get a steam train to see a gig in a shunting yard. Mm. <laughs> How was that? It was beautiful. Mark Olver, who's someone I need to see more of, who I really enjoyed when he, things I've seen him host, uh, was a compare of a gig uh, that included Susie Ruffle and Stuart Laws. Uh, and it was just very bright light with a very tired looking uh, and shocked uh, looking uh, audience and uh, but we all came together lots of laughs it was lots of fun the bucolic sounds of the chirrupin birds ah oh, a beautiful first morning after that very very long um, opening 
showcase. And I'm standing at the Corris railway station waiting for the for that steam train and this, the uh, clash and crossover between the gangster worlds of comedy nerds and steam enthusiasts. So, you know, it's a standoff for obviously both thinking the other a lot. Of, you know, nerds and wimps and odd. And we all know, we all know the truth. I'm on a steam train, going to get on a steam train to see a comedy gig. I'm really not thinking about lying at all. <laughs> and then uh, me and me and Gav went to see Nadia Kamal. Yeah, sat in the pub then. Um, so tell me about it. Royal Royal House, was it? Yeah, with very a small, tiny little medieval room. Lovely, lots of ideas, lots of talk about a broken heart and a breakdown, lots of talk about feminism, lots of talk about oh. just shit, really. Yeah, don't say feminism so dismissively. <laughs> no, we, we, I, we, saying we, it, I was <laughs> saying it positively. It was. It was also <laughs> lovely again to see live the. Um, her smear test rap. Wonderful. She's got the a great voice, viral. actually. Absolutely. She's got a beautiful voice. That was good. Well, I followed her, that up. Particular, oh, sorry, a particular bit that I liked was the uh, Welsh uh, impression of her mum. Oh, no, that made me sad. It was sad, but good. So look out and for that. Step-mum, her step-mum, yeah. or her, 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 her dad's uh, girlfriend. Basically, she had an evil stepmother, so. Oh, man, that made me a bit sad for her, because I've got a nine-year-old. Um, and then I was oh, sick of feminism. I went straight from there to see Bridget Christie. Oh, bloody hell, mate. I thought this was a comedy weekend, <laughs> not a political rally. Yeah, listen. <laughs> Sorry. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Pete's had three beers. Um, yesterday, uh, you know, we, we got on this bell curve of comedy from misogyny to uh, sexism by misogyny. I mean, Dodie Brian Gittins, who's dropped anything uh, terrible. But like, yeah. like last year, we watched... Um, uh, I watched the Bridget Christie read off, read off of pieces of paper with apologies and thanks, and it was just this. You're watching something grow, and again, this beautiful righteous anger backed up with loads of strong ideas and some very funny jokes. And she's a clown. She's a an idiot, which I love, and you know I love idiots. Yeah. And yeah. So she combines this just beautiful positions of. With it, with it, this idiocy, and you can see that it's going to be something. And the audience, we all loved it. And so that's that's again another Mac thing—a working progress where you see the vulnerability of someone brilliant coming up with ideas. Yeah. And at the same time, we were watching another works in progress, which was Sheep's uh, sketch troupe, three young men, strapping young men. Ah, oh, we like Sheep's. Uh, yeah, we talked about Sheep's in one of the very early podcasts, uh, and they've also got Liam Williams in, who is. Oh yeah, he's one of my boys. Uh, Sheep's trying out their new idea for their new show, and there's so many great ideas. Feels like the show as a whole has got this really strong theme of sort of redoing the same sketch in many different ways, and how it pulls together, and how the big story comes together. It's great. There's so many good ideas. Like Pappies. Like Pappies, mate. Yeah, they do sketch comedy. Mm-hmm. Three men do sketch comedy, not Pappies. Good on them. And Liam Williams is just breaking through. Lost the... Uh... Robbie Williams is he what's a sheep possibly yeah I see him as the Gary Barlow of, oh, he's a Tory wanker no. No. <laughs> doesn't pay tax oh, I'm going to tick the explicit now um, and, and um, I read in the McCundless Guide that again Brian Gittins with the Vagina Monologues was um, 
uh, bringing a new show. But apparently that was last year's Burb. If I bought a ticket to see the show, I'd already seen twice, which makes me look a bit weird. Uh, but I really enjoyed it still. And I don't know how anyone does anything that he tells them to do. It really is the Milgram experiment. We really are all <laughs> potential Nazis. Because if a man says, hello you, get up on stage and, and start pulling yourself off all over the front row, and people do it every time. Well, it nearly it? didn't happen during the showcase, because that tall, burly Welsh man <laughs> was potentially going to punch him. Yes, there was a bit of sexual tension from the man on the Friday um, night. So while you were while you were at that, we were at Birthday Girls. We were at Birthday And that's been my favourite thing that I've seen. Why so? Why? I just, it was funny. It wasn't trying to be... Um, I was talking to Pete about this earlier, actually, how I'm really into uh, refreshing comedy, as in I'm a bit bored of the kind of comedy about comedy. Comedy about sketches, comedy Done about... That. You've moved on from that. Moved on from it. You're ahead of the curve. I like it, but I want something that's just funny. That's just funny. You want jokes. I want jokes. <laughs> I want sketches. I want None of this comedy so... without jokes anymore. You want good old-fashioned comedy. Pow, with... pow, pow. Yeah. But that's what the birthday girls was. It was just... With the funnies. There was so much energy, and it just yeah. was gone, and it was just like, pow, pow, yeah. pow. And every scene, every sketch they did was... Uh, you know, in between every scene, there was, you know, R&B music. And that's my favourite. 90s, to early 2000s, current R&B, all the way through. Beautiful. That's all I need. Absolutely wonderful. So what wonderful. you want is jokes and R&B. Yep, yep. Right. Okay, you know, walking into a room in McCunthless, uh to Beyonce's Drunken Love. It's just fantastic. In the former Welsh Parliament building. <laughs> fantastic. Beyonce. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. I had a lovely afternoon underneath the trees watching... Tim Key, stand up and do one minute of very inappropriate poetry in front of children. Oh, in Birthday uh, Girls, there was uh, two children in front of us and their parents were asking the steward if they should stay. And they were like, well, you can, if you leave in the opening 15 minutes, you can get your money back. Those children should not have been in that room. <laughs> oh, there was a lot of swearing. Yeah. Oh, there was three ways. The, the free gig out under the woods, which again, another, that beautiful thing about Mac, you can just stroll through and there you get to see Joe Lysett and Tim Key and Johnny and the Baptists and Pat Cahill, who I really... Pat Cahill, I'm going to search out more because he did a couple of songs that I just really loved. Where are you going to now? Uh, final thing for this evening is Josie Long. Most, very exciting. I've never Burns. seen Josie Long, so... Oh, I think I'm possibly to... the only person here who hasn't seen well, Josie Long. Well, we all love Josie Long down here, and I still love her shortcuts podcast. I mentioned it last time. After see Holly Byrne work in progress, and then David Trent. Trent. Boom. Whilst you're watching Trent, can we sit in the van and drink gin, please? Yes. Yay. As long as you wash up afterwards. Deal. Julia. Next year, I'm going to get on that train, Gav. You have oh. you have me on recording saying that now. Okay. We'll what a lovely happen. thing. And we've got two interviews in this uh, episode. We go straight into the first one, shall we? Yeah, yeah, it's a lovely thing. I've already listened to it, and you, you've got some good stuff coming up ahead, listener. Uh, this is friend of the podcast. Yeah, well, Teresa Coyne. Who uh, you will hear got involved in one of the shows we saw, 
and we'll uh, talk about that show a bit later. And he's also doing some stand-up for herself, so lots to say, and it's a good, good little interview. Oh, she's a smashing chatter. This podcast is far too full of my voice and Pete's. Not enough of Claire's, but we're going to go for balance here. H- hello, Teresa. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good. Now, as we record this, it's been a week, a week since that. Uh, the, la- the big last night uh, of Mac 14. You're going to tell us all about it. First of all, introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Teresa Coyne. Uh, I'm based in Dublin in Ireland. Uh, I started doing comedy about a year ago. And I'm also a massive comedy fan. Love festivals. Love going to Edinburgh. Love going to Mac. This is my second year at Mac. Um, so I went last year on a sort of a bit of a whim, really, and I didn't know anybody there, um, which is where I met you, Gav, for the first time. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like that. Now I knew a couple of people off Twitter, and that was it. And I went, and it was genuinely the best weekend of my life. It was so strange and unusual. And but then going back this year, it was lovely because I knew so many people there. And I had a whole list of shows I wanted to see, people I wanted to catch up with, things to do, and it was lovely being back. And the morning when I arrived, didn't arrive till Saturday morning, I had to do a three-hour wait in Hollyhead. Um, turns out there's not a lot to do in Hollyhead, Gav. Really not. I've been to Hollyhead. There is really not. Actually, there's a very tiny uh, museum just next to the... You probably didn't pick that up, but don't worry about it. Not at 2 a.m. I've seen a couple of drunk people... <laughs> genuinely the highlight of the oh oh she no no she can walk in her heels she's grand <laughs> uh, um <laughs> yeah um the then so i arrived in mac then about nine o'clock in the morning and straight away i see richard herring tapping away on his laptop and i meet ed gamble and nish kumar and it's like oh that sitting around hollyhead for three hours and being awake for 24 has been absolutely worth it this is lovely <laughs> brilliant and what yeah. were the highlights Oh, um, do, 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 do. Josie Long's preview was really good. It was the first time I'd seen her live properly doing a, doing a show, uh, and it was it was a lovely show. It's a bit haphazard at the moment, but it's one of those I can't wait to see it. Sort of when it's hitting mid Edinburgh run. Um, Nish Kumar, his show was excellent. Like if he was to trot off to do Edinburgh tomorrow morning, I, I have absolutely no fear that he would wouldn't just smash it the whole month. It's it's a really great show. Um, and it was in a sweet little venue as well, the Royal House. Uh, but I think the highlight, I think, you know, Gav, you were there. The highlight for me was uh, Brian Gittins' challenge, the game show on Sunday night. Now, come on, there's a good reason why that's a highlight for you as well. Other than, <laughs> no, there's no, there's, it was a highlight for the audience, plainly. Uh, I think uh, there was a reviewer who was in who's not allowed to review who... Uh, who kind of, I think, enjoyed it. But the audience I was sitting amongst were quite uproarious. But what, what, why was it a highlight? Um, well, as you know, last year I was part of a, I was the, content, the, the person they talked to on the Pappies podcast. Yes. Involved in Tom Parry's show in a sort of way. And this year I was kind of going, I've had a really nice time, but I haven't really been involved. <laughs> so I did kind of say jokingly to my friends before going, going, Right, well, sorry, all. Uh, I'm going to go and be in Brian Gittins. We'll talk to you later. And, yeah, I was. I was picked as one of the contestants, one of the teams. So, by, by a, by a seven-foot-two robot. Half-metal, half half-Romanian half robot. Charles Petrescu, yeah. Yeah, uh, he's a yeah. podcast. And you just don't say no to that kind of thing, funny enough. <laughs> it was bonkers, and you held yourself extraordinarily well. It was absolutely bonkers. It was uh, you, Tom Bell... 
uh, one team, Hollyburn, and a, a, a gallant chap in the... Never, don't sit in the front row of a Gittin show. <laughs> Particularly if you're male. I think if you're, you know, if you're a woman, you can get away with it, you know. But, the, but uh, you know, the, some of the things that Gittins makes men do is just terrifying. Uh, but you know, did you, I can't remember which is something to do with it, but did you win? Yeah, we won. We won. And, you know, far be it for me to brag, but I'm allowed because uh, yeah. <laughs> we won. Um, there was a, word, a round where you had to make up words, and I got seven, which oh, yeah. surprised me. Um, I, I have no recollection of what I said. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. <laughs> is there is there's an accusation you could be cheating? Because isn't tell me the story. Because last year, didn't you say you were going to go off and do some of this stand up lark, and and you've been doing it, and you <laughs> are doing it. So maybe you know, I, I'm not saying you're a, you were a ringer, but you've got that brain. You've got that brain. You were away. Is that true? Maybe to a certain extent. Like I, I like I said, I've been doing stand up a year a year today actually. So. It's, as well as my birthday, which is quite nice. It's, it's nice to coincide the two, but... Happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, I had to get that in there. <laughs> um, I, but there is that, st- that feeling where it, I still feel a bit fraudulent. Like when I get a good, a really big laugh or, or an applause break or, or anything like that, I'm still like, oh, I fooled them. <laughs> so it's been, it's, it's, having a go at stand-up always been there? Oh yeah, massively. Um, I used to I used to watch stuff like The Young Ones and Bottom with my mum as a kid, and obviously a lot of the stuff went over my head. But I loved watching it, and I love almost as much watching her reaction to it. That's what sticks in my mind. And then for years, when I was like in school, everything was a lot like love stand up DVDs, anything comedy, sitcom, that kind of way. And it was always there, but it was just that no, I don't dare because these people are so gloriously good. I don't dare shit all over that. So, uh, but then after Mac last year, it was just like I said, it was just such a good weekend, and I got involved with different things and talking to different people, and I came away with this sort of no, I, I can maybe give it a go. Maybe this will be okay, and I won't be awful. Um, and I did my first gig about about a week and a half afterwards. That's amazing. From Mac yeah. to Mac, you've done how many gigs? It's I'm averaging at least one or two a week. Amazing. So it's in or around the fifty or sixty mark. So not a huge number, but get, getting slowly but surely, and I'm getting more and more, and you know, bigger gigs and stuff like that. And it's it genuinely takes me by surprise how nice and how well it's going at the moment. Yeah, I'm genuinely happy with it. It's, it's, it's really, it's wonderful. And just the people you meet out of it is, is, is brilliant. You meet so many friends and great people. And I've been to places where I would never have been before. Um, like later on this year, I'm off to Sweden doing some gigs. Um, amazing. Yeah, it's class, isn't it? I'm so excited. Um, with a Swedish comedian, Therese Sanden. Um, so that will be later in the year. I'm not sure when yet, but... It's, that's a huge opportunity, it's massive. So. so, it was always there, but Mac was the trigger, you went away, you're having a go, and now you're having a ball. I know you're actually just about to, to do a gig tonight, aren't you, on your birthday, on your one-year anniversary. Yeah, so I'm going to shout about that a lot, and I'm also going to tell people that I got a message off Jane Bowers on Twitter, and I'm really happy. <laughs> uh, I did see that, I did see that. What's your Twitter Twitter? Uh, at so robotic. There you go, at so robotic, I think. Uh, you, you, I very much enjoy your tweets, but more than that, I'm looking forward to, and this sounds a little bit, you know, but syrupy, but I think it's going to happen. I'm looking forward to your Royal House first test hour at Mac. Oh, that would be so exciting. Come on, oh. that's got to be in the back of your brain. Oh, massively. Yeah, that's what I'm geared towards. I mean, 
that that's what I want to do. I'm so looking forward to getting to the point of going, I'm going to do my hour. And I want it, oh, I so badly want it to be good. But it's, it's a couple of years down the, down the line yet, but I'm having a nice time getting there. It's good. So definitely Mac is, uh, would be a massive milestone. So, I don't know, can I kind of count being at getting somewhere I have before? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's your Mac, well, it's not your Mac debut. Surely Pappy's was your Mac debut. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I should make this a yearly thing. To be in the group next year. <laughs> so what would you say to people about going to Mac 15? Just go. Just go and have the best time of your life and enjoy the wonderful craft beer, the gorgeous food. Yeah, I very much enjoyed the craft beer. <laughs> I'm having a nice time. Uh, um, yeah, and just go and see as many shows as possible, talk to as many people as possible, and... Just, just go. You can find ten reasons to not do a thing, and that drives me crazy. Just, there's one perfectly good reason to go to Mac, and that's the fact that it is Mac. It needs no more explanation. <laughs> I know it's um, it's difficult to explain, isn't it? I think some people get a bit fed up until they actually experience it, and then uh, and then they'll understand. Teresa, I can't. It's your birthday. You're about to do a gig, and you had a chat with Funny Looking Podcast. You are a hero. Oh, thanks for having me, Gav. You're a star. Oh, Cheers. Pleasure. We had loads of fun last weekend. We look forward to next year. Awesome. Roll up. Take care. <laughs> Bye-bye. That was a lovely interview, Gav. But what I would say is that whilst Teresa does say you should go to McCunsliff, I would say don't go because it's getting too busy already and it'll be really hard to find a and b for me. <laughs> I, I, th- I think I've heard quite a few people have booked their B&Bs for next year already. Oh, God. Don't do this to me. camping next year. Oh, I bloody have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can all camp around Bertha. We'll have a funny-looking corral and just annoy <laughs> um, people we know rather than... I must have, There was a chap who was a volunteer in a tent next to my... I don't think he was very happy with me. <laughs> you're, you're all nighters in the van. Oh, God. Rum. Um, should we go straight into day two? Yeah, yeah. Do it. <coughs> Sorry, my voice is fucked. You don't have to swear. <coughs> looking out of the back of the van on a Sunday afternoon, looking at the traditional Welsh yurts. Smoke. Smoke coming out of the, the yurts. I believe that the Welsh used to live in those traditions. Get racist, yeah. Claire. What's that? <laughs> oh, my God. My, I'm, I'm trying a gentle... This is why she's not on the podcast, though. <laughs> she can't keep the racism down for two minutes. <laughs> um, I'm sick of comedy. Oh, oh, my face Ill. hurts. Or I'm still a bit hangover and I'm refusing to accept it. Uh, right. Right. Point of order. Go on. Just listen back. Uh, ca- Gav, can we use the camper van? Yes, as long as you wash up. Gav, we use these cups. We'll just leave them there if that's all right. You didn't wash up. Oh, shit, did I? No, you didn't wash up. What happened? Just drunk, got drunk, and left the van. Anyway, oh. I went off to see Hollyburn, uh, work in progress, and it was it was, a, 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 I think I said this too much last time, that Mac thing where, where Holly Byrne, who, who uh, we've interviewed, you should go back and listen to the interview with her. I, I think she's just fantastic. She's a clown. She's all about characters. But she comes, she comes started saying, I'm not doing characters anymore. 
I'm going to be me. Well, obviously, this cat and stand-up. So she's got the spine of a show, got the ideas of the show. It's a work in progress. Uh, and it, it, you know, I really enjoyed it. But that was just from that, that comedy kind of enthusiast perspective. You can see, it, it, I think it was a technical start, wasn't brilliant. But it was just, there's so much energy there. And that, that's one of those things where in the next year she'll be here and it'll be a, just a stonker of a show. Well, that's part of the joy of paying six pounds to sit somewhere in the middle of Wales and watching something. Yeah, definitely. Part of the joy. And we saw that last year, and her show, her full show last year, was one of the best things I've seen in a long time. H Club. Yeah. So excited. We're, not, I, we're, we're enthusiastic to burn. Uh, Jose Long. Josie Long. Oh, she's so good. The thing about Josie Long is, she ever, you want to be her mate. She's really intelligent. She, she wouldn't mind want to get out. She would. She, to be honest, she describes her dream guy, and it was Pete. Yeah, mate. Bit creepy. It was. <laughs> bit ginger. Yeah. Bit chubby. Yeah. Likes Joanna Newsom, the, the harp, harpist. Yeah. Yeah. Pete's got it on double vinyl. Got it on double vinyl, mate. Joanna Newsom? Um, is, didn't uh, Nadia Kamal reference oh, Joanna Newsom? What Newsome? is it with comedians and Joanna? Comedian? What is this, 1980s? Oh, mate. Stop hating on feminism. It's the second link you've done in this podcast. You hate the women. I bloody love women. I bloody love them. Oh, she hates the women. But Josie Long is uh, working up her new show. It's got less of a political angle. She still manages to joke about Nigel Farage choking on marshmallows. Mm. So it's all right. But it's, um, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's like another broken-hearted story, actually. But oh. full, of, full of finding out who you are and what you actually like. Yeah. And there's so many good ideas. I'm wishing, uh, wishing you still were able to have the love light during the day. <laughs> it can be arranged. <laughs> right, mate. Pull the curtains, please. <laughs> um, the only other thing that was really good about Josie Long was the one, the two people there who were there to see someone else. Uh, who were they? Josie who? Lawrence. Yeah. Ah. They were, but they, we, they checked back in at the end. They touched base at the end and they had a nice time. I so. loved. Um, and she also got heckled by a baby. Good heckle. And Rod Gilbert was there in his hat. Oh, he's around. He's laughing. Isn't that nice? There's quite a few comedians around who are not performing. They come and they just come and see. I love that. Dan Mitchell, who's uh, a great uh, comedian based in Cardiff as well. And I think that's fantastic. And it's full of nerds. It's full of weirdos and wanderers. Uh, and uh, that obviously includes uh, the comedians. We, I followed that. I followed Byrne on with uh, David Trent, who just, just, you know, another. Well, if you haven't seen Trent, he... I really like Rudimental now. Was that his intention? <laughs> well, that's the bit he did during the showcase, which was obviously brilliant. It was, uh, it was plainly yeah, brilliant. Sat in the van drinking gin, not washing up. I could hear his, the Rudimental introduction <laughs> from the Bowls, the Bowls Club. The Bowls Club. And my favourite thing about McCulloch, or one of the many things, is the fact that they do gigs in the Bowls Club. It's like and walking through the American Werewolf in London pub. <laughs> when, you, when they walk in and they just... I walked in with a sandwich once and heard, oh... So they're allowed to eat in here, are they? <laughs> eat their own food in here. Uh, good on, thank you, the people of Mukundlith. I pr- really appreciate putting up with Pete for the weekend. I really genuinely <laughs> do. Uh, well, then, yeah, David Trent's going to be a st- really a fantastic show. And his mum and dad were in the audience. Nice. Uh, and, and that did not hold him back from some terrific home video of himself. Or, that's all I'm going to say. I think I, I just seek out the show just to see... Uh, David Trent, um, um, unclad, beautiful, a beautiful thing, like a like a hairy cherub. <laughs> um, after that, put your hairy cherub away. <laughs> after after that, we went uh, to the indie disco, the Whitcomb Brothers, disco DJs. 
It was fun. It was good fun. It I was an absolutely lots... brilliant time, but as always, I always think I can do better oh, than everyone hang else. There's an airplane going over. To prove you were outside broadcasting, I don't know, you might be able to hear be, that. Uh, it's Richard, comment, it's Richard the... Herring arriving. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Herring going home. Uh, um, the uh, yeah, that was a, that was because that was an addition this year, wasn't it? Like two two o'clock uh, dancing and uh, it was great. I ran the fire, and that was followed by rum and regret, <laughs> <laughs> which is Gab's solo show at next year's Macomplet. <laughs> Uh, what have you done today? You've had a quiet day today. Yeah, I missed uh, I missed John Cares and people went to see John Cares Trousers Day. I woke up. I was quite tired, so we stayed in bed a bit longer. I watched the trip on iPlayer, and then I realised that John Cairns wasn't on at half past one. He was on at one, and it was quarter to one, and I needed a shower. So, uh, But we got there. We got there just in time. Front row centre. Mm-hmm. Um, you sat front row centre, because I sat at front of the corner. I always sit... I've been sitting close to to um, sockets to keep my phone charged. <laughs> and Pete, Pete ended up sat in front row centre thinking, oh, should I move? No, Pete, you'll be fine. The opening five minutes were delivered pretty much straight to my face. They're wanting to punch you in the face. He did threaten to punch me. It is uh, very common, it feels. Everyone, I know that uh, the people I've met, some of our listeners, they were all beautiful people with shining golden souls uh, they all know who John Kearns is, but if you don't, he did one win that Best Newcomer Award last year. He, he's just, it was one of those shows where at the end he said, "I've never, uh, most of that I've never said out loud." You wouldn't know. It was just he was having a good time. I hope the audience were having a great time, and and if that's just the working progress version, it's going to be absolutely brills. It's the best thing I've seen. Double so brills. Oh, that's a good thing to say. I saw another work in progress. Ed Axel, who I've been wanting to see for years. He's, his new show where he, he's a very, very low league uh, football manager. You can see it on London Live. I've watched the opening episode of There's that. There's football in it. It's, fo- oh. it's all about a football team. Edward I Axel. I love football. And it was just that, I don't know, it's kind of like that shorthand anti-comedy. It was some of the funniest misery. And uh, like some of the lines are so killer. I'm not going to repeat them. I, I was so pleased that I did. And I also got involved with that. Did you? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I got asked on stage. Harry Cherubok. Hmm? Got your Harry Cherubok. <laughs> I got my Harry Cherubs. Didn't, didn't, uh, oh, didn't come to show. Right, so we're going to finish the night tonight. Uh, before, right. before we talk about tonight, can I just say we probably should do some shout-outs to the the, Spre- the Spreaker community that we've... Oh, what I can't lovely we've not people. This. So we do So we do this funny-looking live... Um, on uh, Sundays at 9pm, Spreaker.com, search for Funny Looking Live, which is just uh, uh, just showing off, really. Uh, and lovely people get involved. John Wilson, John under- at John underscore comic. I saw him for a total of three minutes. I would say that's... Uh, uh, and I can see three children. It's the best three minutes of my life. <laughs> um, we sat on the uh, front row with him uh, for Challenged. Challenged! Um... Which was which was wonderful. Lovely David Williams, who's a a, a big um, uh, chatbox contributor and uh, has called in as well. Really smashing young man, very thoughtful. (laughs) Our boreal-ist, our herbicultural-ist, you know, he's just very. He was smashing. He was he got uh, he got thrown out by the security guard, uh, Mark Silcox, who's just been uh, you know fantastic as well. Uh, so Spreaker community, which just brings thriving and just in brings people together, brings sad, lonely people together. 
So we're we're all going to see Challenged again, aren't we? A bit obsessionally. Uh, so uh, we'll 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 feed back after that. Let's do it straight after and see how uh, smashed we all are. Gonna be smashed. Oh. I'm gonna go and use that again now. Flush the blue loop. <laughs> you can wash up, Lily. So we've got one more recording from the weekend. Uh, it was recording on a finer morning. I think you can really hear, like, your voice now, how broken particularly I was. <laughs> oh, watching the campsite getting packed up on the last day is just devastating. Oh, sad. People are bleary-eyed, like, what have I done? <laughs> oh, no, I've got to go home to my family. <laughs> oh, no. Um, this was the only recording, as far as I recall, where we weren't sitting drinking G&Ts. <laughs> and some of the recordings were were close to midday. Um so this is the final day of Macro just packing up, ready to go home. Christmas is over for another year. Lost and wandering cuckoo waking us at dawn with a sound oh no, it wasn't a cuckoo, I did hear the cuckoo. A lovely lady called Sean, more later, told me to listen out for the cuckoo on the campsite. And I can confirm at 6.37, I wasn't listening out for the cuckoo, but I heard the cuckoo of Machantle. Oh, <laughs> you're a shell of a man this morning, Gav. <laughs> it is. I am. It's, I'm looking at the campsite, and the campsite looks a little bit how I feel. There's Deflated. Uh, there, things, there's, there's poles everywhere. Things, <laughs> things collapsing. Stale piss. Uh, <laughs> oh, it wasn't going to go that far. Did I? Uh, wet, wa- wet wash wipe. Morning, everybody. Morning. It's the last morning of McCuntley. The festival is over. Go home. The festival has died. Long live the festival. Right. Where 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 did you go? What did you do? I was with you. Why am I asking these rhetorical questions? Well, we went to see Ivo Graham without you. Oh, yeah. He's got a new show called Bowties and Johnnies, which is, <laughs> you know, that's the sort of show I can get behind. I'm laughing already. That might be uh, uh, involuntary. Um, but you, you saw it at the... An intriguing venue. The Rag and Bone Shop. Oh. Which has got lots of trinkets and other such things around. Ornamentals. Mm. Did you buy anything? No, no, we did not. We nearly did. We nearly did. Just some horrible tat. Um, But also, Ivo Graham gave out four cans of beer. (laughs) In a desperate attempt to win the audience. Did it work? Of course it worked. (laughs) Free Cronenberg 1664. Yes, please. Oh, the good stuff. I saw Ed Axel, who uh, just, uh, you know, just, he speaks to me. Um, he's got uh, a, a brilliantly dark. Uh, I think the cliche term is an anti-comedy comedy approach. Uh, yeah, there was a couple of one-liners in there. I mean, the whole show I really enjoyed. It was a work in progress again, but the whole show I really enjoyed. There was a couple of one-liners in there that that killed me off. They were just beautiful. Uh, of course, I'm not going to repeat them because they, you know, they're going to be mainstays. But um, beautiful, sharp observations, uh, and, and also even though. He's he's really subtle in his performance style, incredibly physical in the face, and uh, quite a lot of charts. I like flow charts. That's nice. Yeah. On Ivo Graham, because I've just talked about the venue, he was very good. He's obviously working some new ideas up. Last year's show was him about being him being a virgin till he left university. Oh. This year, it's about a posh boy getting laid <laughs> oh. <laughs> with a, a smattering of FIFA computer games, which <laughs> appealed to me. Uh, you are that demographic. So I, I went to see a, a late 40-something um, miserable man. Mm. You went to see a, a newly deflowered FIFA-playing 
Uh, posh boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> then we spent the evening. That was a really good cough. We're going to keep that in the edit. Sorry, mate. I'm very tired. Um, I think, no, this is the metaphor for, for Mac. Tired but happy. Then we, I spent a lovely, lovely hour or so sat in the bowling club, uh, drinking Worthington's Bitter and chatting to a couple of lovely local people. Uh, Sean, who I mentioned, included, who I can report. I asked them, what do they think about this? They love it. They'd spent the day, but oh, there's, a, there's a better camper van than mine leaving. Oh, bye, get out. Oh, explicit. Um, they'd spent the day marshalling for free for the uh, uh, the bike uh, the bike event, the enduro. Uh, fellow cultural and phys- phys- physical specimens who share the weekend with us. And they love it. They love the energy. I think that was good. That's a bit of a relief, isn't it? Do they like us? They, they do. And that's really, they're really excited. And, and, and the chap was saying how excited he was to hear Mukhundal has been talking about on Radio 2 all week. So that's good. Uh, they said, oh, we'll be welcome back next year. And they went, yeah. So I gave them top tips about free, seeing free stuff from uh, the Woodland Pavilion, which was, which was uh, brilliant, it says. Then we finished the night with Challenge! Challenge! Brian Giddens. And is just all right. Let's just like it was great. It was funny. It was hilarious. David Edwards. Challenge is a quiz show hosted by, by Brian Gittins with an assorted cast of people, including um, audience members who were great. Yeah, Holly Byrne was a, a team captain. Yep. So it, it was a wonderfully bonkers nearly two hours <laughs> of drinking Worthington's bitter. It could have gone on for longer. It, no, it was brilliant. It was good fun, and, you, and um, the, the intriguing thing about Challenge was I grabbed a ticket for that when it was a TV pilot. It was going to be a TV pilot record, uh, and and uh, I think that's I hope that's the plan because it would. You can see oh, how yeah. it, it it could really work. I'm not sure how the big dangly uh, penis would come across on a Saturday. Five o'clock family game show. <laughs> Maybe that's not the target. Maybe a BBC three internet show. Yeah, that really Cold. closed that show down with <laughs> style. <laughs> it was wonderful. And then there's a big finish. Uh, there was a big, big dance and jump about. And there was a wonderful moment with Pete and Claire, which you missed. When after a beautiful, rousing speech from, from the festival organiser and the, the much uh, respected and plainly adored Henry Widdicombe. Uh, he was pulled up on a rope and flew, I think, to the theme of Jurassic Park. <laughs> uh, and, and then uh, as he was swinging about on the rope, somebody played Wrecking Ball, which I thought was very funny indeed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was oh, a, good, it, I missed that. Yeah, it was a beautiful big finish and there was a kind of a big community and lots of people didn't want to leave. And uh, I, I certainly did. Yeah, whilst I enjoy McCunfley, it's nice not feeling like you're meant to be watching some comedy. <laughs> you can relax. <laughs> comedy, 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 out, over and out. Well, that then, is a lovely camper. All right. Oh, oh Glenn. Oh, God. Glenn is off. Bertha needs packing away. This is the end of McCunfley 2014. Are we coming back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can we, uh, I, yeah, our enthusiasm <coughs> has 360. Two days to grow, because it will be there. But I, I just quietly go home for a bath.
So there it is. MacFest done for another year. But the good news is, Gav, there's only about 48 weeks till the next one. So get it in your diary. It's in. It's absolutely in. It's established. Um, should we do the last interview? Oh, yeah, this is another great thing. Uh, we mentioned Mark Silcox on the last Funny Lucky podcast after Gav saw him in London uh, and he split the room, which is what you loved. Yeah, but that's the thing. He split the room, but the room was roaring. Um, it wasn't everybody was laughing and teeing. It was half the room were, well, two thirds of the room, I'm just going to say now, were roaring. And there was just a Shoreditch elite, elite who were a bit confused. And I love that. What a lovely man. Um, we're getting to find out a bit more about who Mark Silkix is. It's not the full story, but you'll have to see his Edinburgh show to get that, I think. Hello, Mark. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Oh, it's good to talk to you. Yes, my pleasure too. Thanks for uh, the support on your show. It's a pleasure. It was really nice to meet you after, um, as I explained, seeing you at a gig and then just uh, we, we crossed paths at Machantlis, didn't we? You know, it's always a pleasure to meet someone who likes your comedy. <laughs> Nothing better than that. <laughs> well, well you, you've definitely got buy-in here. Um, was that the first time you, you've been to the Machantlis Festival? That's right. Uh, Brian Gittin told me that there's a wonderful festival if you like to come along, and I've never been to any festival before. Uh, to perform, and then he just offered me this excellent opportunity. So I jumped. I just jumped for it. You were all over the place in the shows that I saw. <laughs> it was, you know, ten to one that you were going to be there. Did you have a good time as a performer? That's idea. It was a wonderful time. Yes, and I managed to see my favorite comedians, which I is like to see, and I took a lot of inspiration from the other comedian who I like to follow to fill up my hour. So, so who's, uh, uh, who did you see and who would you Nish, recommend? Nish Kumar and Phil Wong. Oh, yes. These two comedians I follow and I wanted to see how they actually fill their hours. It was really a pleasure to see them, you know, in one hour show. Brilliant. I saw Nish Kumar on Friday as we record this. He's, he's I see. Hour. I had a, it was wonderful. Yeah, he's such a talent, yeah. So you um, you popped up a few times, didn't you? Uh, you were a security guard for Brian Gittins. That's right, in three shows, yes. In three shows? Yes. Uh, in Brian Gittins' regular show and then Brian Gittins' challenge. Tell us a little so, bit about what your role is in that. Uh, he just asked me to do first time in Brighton and I went there. And he showed me my role that on the stage I just have to stand and every now and then he will ask me and I can say whatever I like. So that's what I like about Brian. He's really very supportive. And he offered me this sport and I'm really grateful because it's a good platform to be with Brian Gittin and he's such a nice person. Yeah, yeah well, let's, not, let's not let that secret out. Um, what? How long you've not been formally performing comedy for very long, have you, Mark? No, I started in two thousand and nine, and then I stopped after fifty, sixty gigs, and I went to work in Germany for two year, two years as a scientist, and I couldn't get actually access to any comedy in Germany. <laughs> there must be a comedy scene in Germany. 
there are comedy scenes, but they're more like variety entertainment. Sure. And they were not very popular near the place where I was working. If I want to perform, I have to travel Berlin, which was like 10, 12 hours from Fen. So it wasn't actually possible to go there and perform. Because German comedy is all in German, not in English. That, that's a surprise. That. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you come back from Germany and you pick, up, pick it up again. I came back in Germany really depressed, kind of. Uh, spent one year doing nothing, just trying to figure out what to do. And then I started gigging after one year coming from Germany. So I had like three years gap. And you came back with a bit of a bang with the BBC New Comedian Award? Yeah, that's happened uh, quite surprisingly. I just entered, I sent my comedy comedy store clip. I expected sound from comedy store clip and sent to the radio and then they accepted me. They shortlisted me on the basis of that. And then I went through with my first heat and then I was in the semi-final. And in the semi-final, it's much easier because they select uh, three out of six. Right. So I managed to reach into the final with the same set. And final was fantastic in the comedy store with uh, 350 audience, packed room. It's always a pleasure to perform in comedy store. Excellent. Excellent. So what's the plan yes. this year? Uh, This year I'm writing a show for half an hour, so I have about 15 to 20 minutes of material as a Mark Silcox, which is a (laughs) character I developed, and uh, for last 10 to 15 minutes I like to reveal my real person without actually revealing my name, and just want to talk about how I come about to creating this character and a little bit background about how I ended up in London from a small town in India. That's exciting. <laughs> that's really that's it, exciting. Yeah. So that's with that half an hour, you're taking that to Edinburgh, yeah? That's right. And my, uh, I'm, I'm sharing the hour with Anthony Dewson. He's an excellent uh, uh, keyboard player, and he has done a couple of shows before. And he's also regular in Up the Creek and also Jonglers. He has done a few Jonglers. So Have you been up to I'm really excited. Before? I've been twice, but not to gig, just to actually visit. And uh, in when I went there in 2009, I did a couple of sports and really enjoyed it. But after that, I went to Germany to work, and then it's, uh, I lost a three year of my comedy. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that, tell us, where, where's, where are you on in Edinburgh? Uh, it's on the bus, Free Sisters. And laughing horse. And we'll put a link. We'll put a link to that as well. Yes, it's on my website. Yeah, we'll, we'll link to your website as well. That site is marksilcox dot com. Oh well, you know, as I said, and we said in the introduction, and um, and I've said to you yourself, I just, mm-hmm. I loved, I loved your commit comedy. I love what you're doing. I loved, um, I loved how <laughs> much of a response you got. I, I sometimes, you know, I sometimes wonder why people laugh at my material. <laughs> it's just so childish. And I never thought, and I just make things up, and people just go flow with it. And that is why it's funny. And and I mean this, I mean this in the, the, and it's a genuinely high accolade from me. The reason I laugh 
is because when you're on stage, to me, you're an idiot, a beautiful idiot, and I love idiots. And I ask, I ask uh, Brian to give me some script so I can, you know, tell me when I should interact, and he just gave me full freedom. And I'm really scared not to interrupt his act because I really respect him. So it just kind of, you know, <laughs> that's why I don't interact much. I just sit in the corner and whenever he asks. But when you did, it was beautiful. And it oh. came across as a beautifully timed uh, uh, interjection there. I really, I, well, it would be lovely to talk to you after your Edinburgh experience. If you, if oh, you yeah, know. yeah, of course, yeah, of course. It would be, be really good because that, that, that fascinates because for me, comedy is a hobby, and I really want to enjoy it. And I really feel kind of people who are earning living from the comedy is really, really hard, and it's so competitive. And I'm really in a very good position not to involve in this equation. So I'm just to want to enjoy and perform outside that commercial structure. Well, it comes across that you're enjoying yourself, and that and that's true. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's key mm-hmm. uh, for, for for me as an audience member. That um, even though I like I like a bit of anti comedy myself, but you, uh-huh. you know, the, the, there's an obvious joy in what you're doing. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna pursue you and hunt you down after Edinburgh to find out how it all went. Oh, please come when you come to Edinburgh, meet us, and then we will have drink together. We will do that. I will definitely do that. Really drink with me will be cup of tea, not the drink <laughs> beer or anything. <laughs> but I will buy you a beer. I drink tea, but I will buy well, you a beer. I tell well. you what, well, you, you search out the best cup of tea in Edinburgh. And sure. For that. Okay, great. All right, lovely talking to you. It's my pleasure. Thank you very much, Gert. Pleasure, you. and we'll we'll be we'll be retweeting and sharing uh, whenever you put something up as well, because we think it's really definitely. Good definitely. Thank you. So that's it for another funny looking bang done pop bang lovely. Um, if you've enjoyed that, we do a thing on a Sunday night on Spreaker.com, which is an internet radio show. Um, it's nine o'clock every Sunday night. There's topics. You can Skype in. You can have a chat. It's even more ramshackle than this, but it's a lovely way to start your week. It's a nonsense. As we sit here, Pete, we've been number one in the hobbies uh, chart of Spreaker. And uh, as we sit here, we're number one in the travel chart. Oh, do we do we make it on the travel chart? That is we great. made it to number one. And uh, the podcast this Sunday is going to try and storm to number one in the category schools. <laughs> so if you want to call in, this, it's, it's already going to be number one. I've seen the numbers. Um, if you want to call in and join in, you can just pick up a phone, can't you, Pete? Just pick up the phone and Skype at Funny Looking Pod. Or even dial 0151 528 3575. All the details will be in the in this podcast or at the website funnylooking.co.uk. Or Come you should follow at Funny Looking Pod on Twitter because it'll tell you when the show's going live and you can jump straight in through the link there. Jump straight in. It's very friendly. It's a little chatty box. People people say it's like the internet when it was, when it was about communities and, and come and be part of the nonsense. <sighs> right, 30 seconds, Pete. What was the best thing you've seen since Mac? Since Mac, uh, Claire and I, I went to see uh, a charity show in Wolverhampton run by the guys from Pappies. Daniel Kitson was uh, comparing, which was just genius and wonderful. Uh, and Josh Whittaker was on and Josie Long was on and Izzy Sutty was on. 
And uh, we really couldn't afford it, but I'm glad we did it. It was what a wonderful. dream. And it was just like 15 minutes of these brilliant people followed by 10 minutes of kits and just did that for two hours. It was wonderful. Wonderful. And how was Wolverhampton? Uh, Wolverhampton, you know, the the more I go, the more I work out how to get out quickly. (laughs) It's all right, though. It's all right. Oh, it's lovely talking to you, sicky uh, Pete. Yes, wrap me up. I'm hibernating till next year's McCunsliff. And it's lovely talking to you, dear listener. And if you could tell a couple of people about us sit them down introduce them to podcasts introduce them to us bye bye everybody take care be well i miss you there's going to be a podcast quite soon i reckon good stuff yeah let's do it